www.disneytimepodcast. everybody and welcome to the disney time podcast i'm your host micah and joining me today are my co-hosts nelson hello and rissa hello how's it going today guys pretty good doing all right how about you doing doing well doing well surviving Uh, (laughs) i know i was like despite the quarantine (laughs) yeah despite this quarantine you know um how you guys holding up in the quarantine uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> barely i guess getting getting some cabin fever oh of course that happened since like day three <laughs> <laughs> how about you so how are you holding up i mean i'm probably doing a lot better than other people considering i get to go to work uh but yeah it's it's still a different vibe yeah yeah hanging in there though cool cool all right so for the audience today we're going to um, list out our worst to best Pixar movie. So it's it's going to be the Pixar movie rankings. Uh, they're 22, so we're just going to like say what, what they are. And then uh, give thoughts on probably our top five. Uh, how does it sound to you guys? Yeah, sure. So, sounds doable. <laughs> sounds doable, right? <laughs> we'll do All our right, best guys. at least. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I mean, I feel like we might need to explain why our worst is our absolute worst okay okay um i do feel like uh just taking a look at our list we have, we are all different for everything yeah <laughs> yeah we had some right. similarities with the with our top or uh, like the the our higher picks but uh, all the ones hovering around the top yeah yeah all right so let's let's start with uh, well first of all the two of you haven't watched like some of the movies, right? There are 22. Rissa, you haven't seen three of them? I haven't seen three of them. I haven't watched Cars 2, Cars 3, or The Good Dinosaur. And Nelson, you haven't seen two of them? Yeah, which is just the sequels for Cars. So I haven't seen Cars 2 or 3. Okay, okay. So I guess your rankings are going to not have those movies in them. No. All right. Uh, I've seen all, so I mean, I'll just uh, go with let you guys know what the last my last ones are since you guys probably don't have them on there uh well let's start off with the with the bottom and for me the worst of all time pixar movie would be cars 2 so that's not i hear that a lot yeah i hear that a lot (laughs) yeah i I so john lasseter was involved with this film and i don't know what he was thinking but it was bad (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, the critic score is a 39% and the audience score is a 49%. Um, but surprisingly, it's not pick Disney Pixar's uh, financially like worst movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not, but it was, for me, the movie just was not good. So, I mean, uh, if you guys ha- don't, like, this is a movie you guys can skip watching. Basically. That's, that's why I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, I heard the three. Lot, the three I, I haven't I've, watched. <laughs> yeah, similar for me is I I haven't heard anything good. 
about about two. Karsu. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's, it's, that's it's the just, worst of all. Of it, them, it's so. just no motivation for me to go watch it. And I mean, since I haven't seen Cars two, I didn't want to just go and see Cars three. Right. So. Okay. Same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Although Cars three is better than Cars two, but. You know, you guys don't want to do that because, you know, you're going to be skipping it, right? Right. I, yeah. I mean, I'll watch it eventually when I, like, you know, it might be soon since we're, you know, kind of quarantined. But uh, I don't true. know. I just don't have the fire in me to, there's no <laughs> true desire to go see it. It's just, it's a definitely a back burner. Like, I'll do it eventually. <laughs> I was very close to watching it before uh, recording this episode, but I ended up watching disney's fairy tale weddings <laughs> so well that's a that's actually a better choice yeah so. <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure all right so i'm 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 thinking if you were to see it you guys would agree with me on that one on oh that probably the worst yeah. of all time yeah probably so i i feel like in for that one um lassiter was trying to go for a james bond field with throwing some humor because it was it was more like it was not Lightning McQueen was James Bond. It was Mater. So it's like you know, he's just trying to he's just trying to make it funny and exciting at the same time. I don't know. It was it wasn't it was not good. I, I feel like whenever you put a sidekick um, as a main character like that, it never lands well. Um, there's like mm. a perfect balance where you you know you want to put the sidekick more like be more important, sort of like Olaf, but not be the main feature. Okay, so just have an important role, but not be the main thing. Right, because we kind of saw that with um, Lion King one and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, it, true. It, there, that's the whole reason why um, Lion King two went direct to video. So, <laughs> I think they found a good. Well, this is Disney, but I think I think they found a good balance with uh, Frozen two with Olaf. Yeah, yeah, I think they figured out the formula after so many failures at you know <laughs> anyway well there's there's no more john lassiter so we don't have to worry about another car sequel <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure all the studios have learned their lesson hopefully at, by this point yeah, i hope so mm-hmm. all I mean, right they're, so they're, what's they're your toy story for okay so my next one would be the good dinosaur i know nelson did you put this on your list well, yes, I, I have seen it, <laughs> and for me, the good dinosaur is at the very bottom. It's my least favorite, or I guess cool. worst. So I feel ours would align too, because you would be Cars two like me, and then Good Dinosaur, <laughs> probably. But uh, man, Rissa, I, you haven't seen this, right? I'm not, so okay. I, I'm not going to chime in until number nineteen. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, for for me, I don't know. It's just. Nothing was inventive about the good dinosaur. Yeah. I feel like I it, it's a story that. that's already been told like so many times and it just wasn't interesting. Well, <laughs> in all I, honesty. I, I hear that the, the interesting part is it's a story about a boy and his dog, but the boy is a dinosaur and the, the dog is a human. That That was kind of an interesting plot twist to it, you know, because the... The human didn't really have, um, you know, mental capacity or anything. He's supposed to be like a crone magnon, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. It was, it just, I don't know. They they tell those boy and dog stories all the time, right? Yeah. So, it's cliche. Very cliche. So I agree with Nelson on that one. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the next one. For me, I had, um, I had Brave. 
at, at number 20 number 20 yeah i had it down there i don't know uh, i think it, for me it was it was it was again with the clichés cuz you know they how many times are you going to tell a story about family it's you know the the daughter has some teenage angst and um you know she like wishes ill on the family and then you know that, all that stuff happens did you feel <laughs> it was kind of like brother bear esque yeah, it's a bit Brother Bear-esque, yeah. 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 Why? Because there was a bear? Because of the bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't like in Brother Bear, doesn't somebody become a bear? Right? I, I think I think that's what, I think that's part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. A, like the well, human well, dude. Don't ask me because that's one of the few Disney movies I haven't seen. That's fine. Yeah. You're not missing <laughs> it's anything. It's okay. Yeah. You're not missing much. It's Phil Collins singing again, so. But he did such a, too much of a good job with um, Tarzan. Tarzan. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So I got my bottom three out of the way there. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel like Brave was just, you know, it was it was repetitive. You know, it's like, you know, the love of the family and the empowering the girl to be the queen or, whatever. you know, like just it was just cliche. Um, so let's go to number 19. I know you guys all have a 19, right? Or you mm-hmm. both have a 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rissa, what did you have? So I'm going to be a little controversial here. And uh, oh. number 19 for me is Ratatouille. I'm saying this co- this is controversial because um, it comes in at the bottom with a 96% and an 87% audience score. Um, it just wasn't my cup of tea, like Ratatouille. Um, my favorite scene out of it was the critic scene where it's like it zooms from the plate into his mind like into his childhood um but that's pretty much it like the rest of the movie wasn't that interesting to me so that's why it came in at the bottom for me how about you nelson what you have at 19 uh toy story 4 okay (laughs) (laughs) what was uh what was your reasoning for for that one well this was another movie that i felt like didn't need a sequel (laughs) i felt that way too it didn't it didn't it wasn't necessary (laughs) Uh, and i watched it and i wasn't at all really impressed by it i mean visually it was stunning right it it looks and in all honesty i think toy story 4 visually looks so much better than onward which is you know their latest movie Mm -hmm. It, it just had a very different aesthetic more realistic quote unquote Obviously, then onward, since that's very much a fantasy world. But so, yeah, visually, it was stunning story. I could care less. <laughs> I, okay. I, I didn't find it very compelling. Yeah, it's like a story that didn't need to be told. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. So for me, I was in agreement with Rissa there, actually. And I put Ratatouille at my number 19 spot as well. Uh, it was not my cup of tea either. Um, rats cooking in the kitchen. I don't. I don't know about not that. sanitary. No, <laughs> I know, it's right? just like uh, that's, the that's how the that plague happens. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he he's a germaphobe and everything, but whatever. I, I just it's still rats in the kitchen. Nah, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> this is why Europeans died. Come on. Yeah. All the right. Plague. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's go to our our number eighteen here. Um, Rissa, what you put there? 
I put Brave there. So okay. similar to you, it's kind of lower on my list. Um, it doesn't take the bottom spot because it did have a little bit more emotion involved for me um, mm-hmm. than Ratatouille. Um, so yeah, I put I put Brave. Um, I think it tracks with being towards the bottom just based on its, its critic and audience score. Um, like you said, it's not very original. Okay. All right. And Nelson, what did you put at that spot? 18. Yes, at 18. Finding Dory. Boo! Oh, hiss. Sequel to Finding Nemo. Hiss. Okay, all right. Yeah. What, what, um, what got it there for you? Well, for one thing, it took Pixar way too long to come out with this sequel. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I just didn't find it that interesting. I mean, sure, there's a story, and I'm... <laughs> I found it interesting also where they tried to like use Moro Bay and Monterey at the oh, same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, because you know, those are both real life places. Right. But I don't know. I, it didn't pull the heartstrings for me. This movie. Really? Baby Dory with those eyes. <laughs> Come on. I feel like that was a cheap shot. Oh, like baby Yoda isn't. <laughs> I didn't say baby Yoda wasn't. <laughs> Maybe it is, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was yeah. Obviously, it's just not high on my list. Uh, so for for me, I put in the 18th spot, uh, Wally. I know for you guys, it might be a little bit controversial because that that actually had a good critic and audience rating. Um, I think for me, what happened was it got kind of boring. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not in my top spots. It dif- definitely didn't crack my top 10. But yeah, it becomes a PSA halfway through. Right, where they, you know, they're talking about how they left Earth because it, they, they junked it, you know, and mm-hmm. they had to go in a space station. Like, all right. I mean, yeah, we might be tracking that way, but we're not there yet. You know? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, but... But it got it got kind of boring for me, so that's that was why I put it there. Okay, and um, number seventeen spot. What you got there, Risa? I got Monsters U. Okay, oh, that's the same with me. Yeah, so oh, I, I put it at seventeen okay. because uh, Monsters Inc. cracked my top five, um, mm. and I wanted a sequel. I did not want a prequel because oh, right, right. Monsters U. kind of lacked the the whole point of Monsters Inc., which was the kids and like the emotional value of that um so yeah it's towards the bottom i mean it was a funny enjoyable movie and it was cool you know seeing the journey of mike and sully but it it just didn't really appeal to me because it was a prequel okay all right how about you nelson why'd you put it in that spot yeah i have a very similar sentiment where i i would have preferred a sequel than a prequel Right. But for me personally, I I I mean I'm not trying to like put it down or anything, but I didn't like how at toward the ends how both Mike and Sully were essentially dropouts. Oh, college dropouts, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they worked their way up, and I mean that's a very legitimate way to do things in real life. But for me, who's always about the the actual schooling and you know doing it quote unquote the proper way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just that that's more at home for me. So 
seeing the in you know at the end of this movie where their college dropouts they they were kicked out rather expelled um and still you know working their way to up to become the best eh unorthodox so, and uh i i'd rather do it the right way the first time <laughs> that's just me though so what are you guys' thoughts on this uh the monsters at work show coming to disney plus what do you think about it it's supposed to be like a continuation of monsters you right isn't that what it is is it i did not or is hear it after monsters inc i hope it's after monsters inc Okay. I mean, based off the title, I would say it's like during, like the the time frame oh, the, yeah, of Monsters they, Incorporated. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like it was before the whole um, they turned it to Laugh Factory or whatever, right? I, um, I would think so. Yeah. But all right, so let's. So for me, in in my spot there, I put Toy Story Four, um, solely because it, it for me. It wasn't. It wasn't a needed story. I, I thought Toy Story three ended it, and you know why did they have to mess up the characters? That was my. That was my thinking. Yeah. I like. I like the visuals. You know, it's it's stunning. But that was it. That's all I liked about it. Well, the story was okay, but it's like they didn't need to make that story. All right, let's go to number sixteen. Um, Rissa, what you got there? I put Toy Story four at sixteen. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's in my bottom. Uh, it's not the absolute worst because it still had characters that you know I love and I grew up with. Um, but yeah, it it's nowhere close to like the originals and you know one through three. Um, the visuals were really great, which is what bumped it up from being last. And um, it's it's towards the bottom definitely because of the character assassination of Bonnie. Um, oh yeah 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 like andy specifically chose bonnie to take care of his toys because of the kind of person she was um and i understand that like kids grow up and they you know their interests change or whatever but bonnie doesn't seem the type that would like just get rid of woody like that so yeah that's why i put it pretty far down all right and uh, nelson would you put in the uh, number 16 spot here uh, Incredibles two. Hmm. That's sad. <laughs> I again, this Pixar as of lately, I've noticed a, a lot of my uh, bottom tier movies are more the more recent ones. Hmm. But um, yeah, Incredibles two took too long to come out. <laughs> right. That was like what fourteen years. Was it fourteen? Or, I no, just know it was years, way too 12. long. And oh, I mean, it was fourteen. Was it fourteen? Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah, it was fourteen it, it years. Was, yeah, it it took way too long to come out with the sequel. Uh and because of that, I think it suffered. And uh, the the first Incredibles was just too good. <laughs> right, it was a good movie. And I mean, I'll kind of spoil it, but uh, it's in my top top tier. The the Me first too. Incredibles. Me too. So yeah. nice. Yeah, uh, it's hard to beat that in my opinion, and. Yeah, I felt like Incredibles 2, since it's a direct sequel, it definitely fell short for me. All right. Okay. Was it like the anticipation? Like yeah. You, you thought it was going to be bigger? It was going to build up because, yeah, like like I said, incre- the first Incredibles was really good. 
and it, again it's in my top tier movies pixar movies but uh yeah and what we got with incredibles 2 it just it fell flat in comparison okay so for me in in that spot i put onward Boo. um <laughs> i i did like the movie it's just that you know i don't know they i feel like they could have done more with it yeah um but it, with the amount of time in the actual movie itself they probably didn't have enough time to put everything that they wanted to um but it was it was a good movie still so i put it in that spot uh okay let's let's go to the next one uh number 15 what what did you have Risa? i put cars there hey the, the first one the first the same one. with me too yeah oh, you guys both did <laughs> cars okay is, uh 15 um surprisingly it it doesn't drop further down considering from the movies that i have watched it's the lowest uh rating um like when you when it comes to pixar it's like trying to rate perfect movies un- unless you get to cars 2 and 3 and good dinosaur um right but like all of them are are averaging really high percentages so um it's it's really hard to rate them it's really subjective uh, but for Cars, yeah, it comes in at 15 just because I really liked the characters and I liked how they uh, kind of innovated emotion with um, Cars. Like, you wouldn't think right. of that. Um, and they built a world around it. Uh, like, some things are Cars and some things are not. And it's kind of weird, but quirky in a good way. So, yeah, I, I it's not bottom bottom but it it's towards the bottom just because it wasn't enough emotion for me what about you nelson what you got there in number 15 well, the same thing right yeah I, I put cars at 15 also but it's primarily because i'm trying too hard to make sense of this world oh okay where they you know promorphize uh what's the word um they tried to make actual cars like people um i mean that begs the question like how do they how do cars make new cars or more cars <laughs> right you know yeah. it, it, it just Robots. i'm just trying yeah, exactly it, it, and wally does it well <laughs> i for me i'm just trying to re make trying to find reason behind the how this world functions and it just doesn't make sense to me i mean obviously that's not the point of the movie <laughs> but I don't know. It it just the story was okay with you know a hotshot just uh, being arrogant and then essentially becomes humbled uh, through the the storyline. Um, I mean that's okay, but I don't know. It just this this movie wasn't uh, that good in my opinion. I mean, obviously, I placed it higher than Incredibles too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. So for me in that spot, I put I actually put Incredibles two. So um, the second uh, the sequel, Incredibles two, mm. uh, because it took too long. Just like you, just like you said. <laughs> All right. Um, so what do you got in your fourteen spot, Risa? I got Finding Dory, um, just because it wasn't enough um, story. Like it, it felt like they just had a, a tiny pitch and they wanted to give Ellen DeGeneres her movie. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Um, yeah, like it wasn't a strong enough story trying to find Dory 
Ooh, I rhymed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it wasn't like like Nelson was saying about the reason why it was further down on his. Um, I, I I bumped it up because of you know Dory's connection with her parents and um, the introduction of the the whales. You know, the, they're funny and and fun, and uh, it adds something to the parks too. So. That is true. Yeah. How about you, Nelson? What'd you put in the uh, that 14 spot? Uh, the original. No. Uh, one of the early ones. It's uh, A Bug's Life. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That was actually the second Pixar film that came out. Yeah, I, I had to take a step back. Like, wait, that wasn't the first one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, yeah. What, what uh, got you to put it there in 14? Uh, I remember watching it a ton as a kid but mm-hmm. that's primarily because you know as at that time there wasn't as many and like especially cgi animated movies like that at the time and i just thought it looked stunning but looking back on it now i mean it's still enjoyable but i don't know i'm not a big fan of bugs <laughs> oh, okay okay <laughs> And I mean, I was—I didn't really cry when you know they they took away the Bugs Land over at mm-hmm. California Adventure. Um, yeah, I, I just wasn't too uh, like attached to it, and like, sure, I like I said, I, I watch it a bunch, but eh, I don't know, I I don't really have any other <laughs> words for it. Okay, all right. It just seemed like a a mid tier movie for me. Ah. I see. So for me in that spot, number fourteen, I, I put Cars three. Um, so yeah, that that was the, that was the sequel to the second sequel. I mean, it was it was a good way to you know transition Lightning McQueen out of his racing role into a manager role, and I guess I don't know if they're gonna continue it, but it seemed like a way a good way to end it. Hopefully they don't pull a come Toy out with a Cars Story four. four. If anything, I, ho- I hope they keep doing those shorts, their animated shorts, because they, they do something called Cars Tunes, like cartoons, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're really animated shorts. Sometimes they have Mater, Mater's Tall Tales, where he tells like a, a, a fib story. So those are good. I like those. Um, but other than that, I don't I don't want them to make another another Cars War or something. So uh, You don't put think in that Zane spot. would want another one? <laughs> uh, he loved Cars 3. Um but I, you know, I think he really likes the shorts better than the, the longer ones because his attention span. You know, he yeah, wouldn't be able to. Yeah, that makes like, sense. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, uh, I put it there in fourteen. Um, so, what was your thirteen, Rissa? Thirteen was a bug's life. Okay. So, it was like middle of the road for me. Um, I remember watching it a lot as a kid. Uh, I absolutely love Heimlich. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so good. He, he's the shining star of that movie, um, but yeah, like it. It was a great movie for its time, um, but after you watch it again as an adult, you're just like, oh, bugs. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely better than Ants the movie. Oh uh, my! So. Uh, uh, <laughs> Don't you remember they like made uh, that to compete with yeah, each other? They yeah, made it to they did. <laughs> like, oh, I was like, oh gosh, no. They did. Um, but yeah, A Bug's Life. It didn't really age well for me. Um, 
Jerry's game aged way better than A Bug's Life. Uh, and that was a short. <laughs> and that's a short. <laughs> that's a short before A Bug's Life. So, mm, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so what about you, Nelson? What did you have in that spot? Uh, what spot was oh, that? 13. 13. I, yes. I put Toy Story. Controversial. The, the first one. The original. <laughs> the original. Yeah. That's hella controversial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Oh, of course. I mean, looking at the critic score, they gave it 100%. Yeah. And our yeah. audience score was 92. So it it's a it for most people, it's like top tier Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, top least, tier like Pixar. top 10. Uh, but I put it at lucky number 13. So what got you to put it there at 13? I just feel like there's other there's better Pixar movies. Oh, okay. It's sure it's it's the original that started it all really. I mean, we got the icons with the Luxo ball and and well, I mean even the characters themselves are icons too. But it's an all-star voice casting like in 1996. Mhm. You, you had you had Tim and, Allen at his height, and, you know, with yeah. Home Improvement and John oh, Goodman, yeah. Roseanne. Wait, John Goodman was in that? Oh, wait, not John Goodman. Tom uh, Hanks? Tom Hanks. <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry. But... Yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom yeah. Hanks is just Tom Hanks, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this one being right below my next pick, you're probably, you, you, I know the two of you are going to. Oh. <laughs> I saw it. Okay. I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of took a look too. Okay. But, uh, yeah, for me, I just, I, I don't know. I just think there's a, there's other better, uh, better Pixar movies out there. At, at least for me, there there there's other better ones. So you don't okay. you don't like rate it higher just for the fact that it it revolutionized animation. Um no I didn't no I didn't really consider that. Okay. So you're just of, you're just plainly considering the movie itself, right? For me, this my list was just a, purely on my own personal enjoyment factor. Okay. Okay. That's yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. To each their own, right? Like yeah. however you want to rank it, right? That's why I said this is like subjective, completely subjective. Right, yeah, for sure. This is a disclaimer to our our audience. Don't don't uh hate us. <laughs> hey, I mean if you guys have different rankings, uh if you're listening and you have different rankings, let us know what your guys' rankings are. So um for me in that spot, I put Finding Dory. Um Oh, it's pretty high. Yeah, thirteen. Uh I I I thought it was a pretty good sequel, and it kind of tells the backstory behind why Dory is, you know, absent-minded or loses her. Yeah, she doesn't have that short-term memory going for her, you know. Um, but it's all good. I, I just put it there. You don't think it could um, have just been a short? Um, you know, it, it could have been, but you know, here we go with pick with the movies trying to milk the cash cow, right? Right. So it's it's okay that it's a full length for me. I. I, I could watch it again if I needed to, you know, or if I wanted to. Okay. So, so Rissa, what did you what did you put in number twelve? Number twelve, I put Incredibles two. Um, so ah, similar to what Nelson was saying, it just it just took too long. So my expectations were way higher than what they delivered. Um, clearly, they delivered enough that it wasn't like bottom Pixar for me. Um, it was middle of the road, just because like. I mean, they did enough. They stayed true to the character's development. Um, But essentially, they just swapped Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl 
their their roles in the story and they mm. they leaned heavily into Edna and Jack Jack so that that's why it was middle of the road for me okay so yeah i i agree it was you know you would think you were going to think like oh why are they taking 14 years to come out with the, the next one it should be really really good right right yeah and then it just kind of uh becomes middle of the road mm mm-hmm. mhm expect really big things and then it's just like eh it's okay yeah exactly <laughs> all right um so Nelson, what you put in the number 12 spot? <laughs> I put Ratatouille. Oh, you did? I did. Well, okay. for, for me, it's because I actually found it enjoyable with the food. Mm. I mean, it. I, I definitely watch a, watch a lot of YouTube channels that deal with food. Okay. <laughs> and cooking. Okay. And so... When, you know, there's a whole movie that's, like, cooking is the main thing about it. Um, I I enjoyed it. I mean, sure, it it was... It flipped us on, on our heads because, you know, it's a rat who's doing the cooking. It's right. disgusting. The, <laughs> in, in real life, yes, I would agree. That's, that is really disgusting. But uh, I thought it was kind of the subvert the expectations type of deal. And um, I thought it worked. And, um, I mean, we're getting a ride at Epcot now with regards to that. And apparently everything's supposed to be huge because we're supposed to be seeing it from the scale of, like, an actual rat. Is this um, Mm. basically the ride that's in um, Paris? Paris? Uh, Maybe. I actually... The trackless? Yeah, it is a trackless ride, but I don't know if it's, like, the same or based on it. I have no idea. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, rats cooking in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was definitely hungry watching, like, during the entire movie, pretty much. It kind of makes you, like, feel for the little rat because he's cute, right? <laughs> well, I, I didn't care if he was cute, really. <laughs> I was more paying attention to the food. The food, okay. And, and the conflict. Okay, all right. So, so for my number twelve spot, I put Monsters University. I know it's a little bit higher than what you guys had it at, um, but I I liked that they they showed a backstory between behind Mike and Sully and how they were not actually pals at the beginning. So, yeah, I liked that. That's what I liked about it. Uh, and then you know they they get to face off against and against some other monsters that you you know you wouldn't have heard about without this movie <laughs> um okay 11 spot so we're close the el- to the top 10 here yeah the 11 spot meaning now we are in the top half <laughs> yeah here you go top half yeah uh rissa i put what you got in your 11 i put wally here mm, right um, in the middle so like you said before uh wally got kind of boring for me at the later half um mm-hmm because it becomes a PSA. So I think that stuff is important, definitely, especially since it's a children's movie and it's trying to educate children um, in a heartwarming kind of way. And you get to connect with robots that you wouldn't really connect with otherwise. Uh, So it's definitely uh, middle for me uh, just because it doesn't hold my attention the whole time. 
Uh, but it, it's it's great. It's a great cinematography, great animation. Um, top Pixar for me, but didn't crack the top ten. All right. And uh, Nelson, what you got? What do you have in that spot, number eleven? I put Brave. Controversial. Yep. Well, for me, it's the sheer fact that Pixar finally has their own Disney princess now. <laughs> oh, she's they, not from the studio. They have put Merida in there. Yeah, yeah exactly. The I I thought that line from Wreck-It Ralph too was just hilarious. <laughs> like, we don't know what she's saying. She's from the other studio. <laughs> It's so funny. I thought it was, I thought that was super clever, for when, uh, in in uh, Wreck It Ralph too, but um, for me, Brave, yeah, it, like it. I found it a pretty interesting and compelling story. Like, yeah, sure, you have a teenage teenager with her angst and wanting to, you know, do her own thing. And I mean, if you consider the time and place. Yeah, it's uh that's very very unorthodox. True. So that is true. Um, I can only imagine what actual women at the time would actually be going through to try and deal with that. So, um, I thought it was still a pretty good story, and it definitely it was like the flip side for Finding Nemo, where Finding Nemo is like the perfect Father's Day movie, um, like brave was kind of like i don't want to say perfect mother's day movie but it is <laughs> Your a mom it's is a, a bear <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was a you know a, the kind of reflection of it being a, a, a mother-daughter relationship being mended so which is rare for disney having both parents right oh yeah well you know it's the other studio so <laughs> that's true <laughs> But even then, you don't always have both parents. That's true, true too. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so for me, in that spot, I, I put The Incredibles. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, I like the story. I like the movie. It just... I don't know. It wasn't... I, I don't know what it was. It just it, it didn't get me at the top 10. So, so you agree with the audience just score? just missed it. Yeah, it just missed it by one, but you know, it. I guess it's controversial because people really love that movie, Incredibles. Um, well, not really. It's only seventy-five percent. Yeah, for that's true for, for, the, for audience. the audience. Yeah, yeah for the audience. Um, yeah, but it, you know, it was. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't top ten worthy for me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, what you guys? Okay, so here's the top ten now for you guys. Uh, Rissa, what do you have in number ten? I have onward at number ten. What? That's same with me. Yeah, That's three oh, of them guess, now that we have. Yeah, the same. you guys have lined up here. Yeah, so um, onward cracked my top ten. Um, we just reviewed this in the last episode, so if you want to hear my in-depth feelings about this, uh, you can listen to that episode. But it cracked the top ten over other movies simply because of. Uh, the backstory and the development of the story and what I knew the director went through to put the story together. It's also super geeky and you know that I'm a super nerd. Um, so I relate to those, those aspects of the movie. So it's definitely, it's still middle of the road. Technically um, it's not top five Pixar for me, but it's, it's still up there. 
And Nelson, why'd you put it at number 10 there? Um, for me, it was pretty much <clears throat> the, the, the nerd factor. How much, okay. how much I could relate to it with the, you know, our real world nerdness, nerdy culture and uh, mm. how much they actually implemented it into this movie. Um, kind of like agreeing with, um, going back to our episode, it's, um, not Pixar's best, but it's, uh, a pretty good middle and it's for me, it's pretty much right in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So for me, um, number 10 on my, in my top 10 would be cars. I felt like that movie was very innovative because it's like putting some sort of emotion. What if the world was made of cars like what if what if the like there's no humans and it's all cars right um i felt like that was an innovative type of thing uh it, it was a bit lacking and you know like how did this happen where did all the people go all that kind of thing you know but um because they have that that whole pixar universe is is connected somehow so what happened to the people, right? Yeah. So in, I believe in the Pixar timeline, um, Cars comes in during Wally. So my joke about Wally making Cars, that's kind of. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of because <laughs> all the humans left and whatever. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's part of Pixar theory, but it's not Wally and you know robots making the cars. It's the fact that the humans aren't there. Some cataclysmic event happened, and you know, radioactivity and cars became, you know. Animate. Like the new humans yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but i guess like you kind of with cars as a kid when you're like sitting in the back seat and you're playing those car games you always like look at the front of cars or the backs of cars and you see faces it's, right it's kind exactly. of like um when you're growing up it's it's the the easiest thing for children to connect to are faces so you're putting a face on everything and cars were one of them so i feel like that's part of where this came from you, you know what i think what i think of are you remember how chevron had the campaign with the clay claymation cars yeah mm -hmm. and they and they were like talking and like the bird would like poop in the mouth and things like that mm -hmm. that that's what i was thinking i was like did lassiter just like pull an idea from the chevron commercials <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's a lot of model similarities yeah right exactly um so yeah, so that I had cars there. Um, Rissa, what was your number nine? I put the OG at number nine. Toy, Toy Story. Story. Okay. Um, so what? Toy Story uh, comes in at number nine uh, because it it's such a revolutionary film in terms of uh, animation. Um, mm -hmm. It 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 changed the the scape the scope of animation as a as a whole um and it, it's a great story like you you don't really think about what your toys would be doing you know when you're not there um and it, it it's kind of a thinker it, it's it makes you like turn your your head looking at it out of the corner of your eye checking to see if your your toys are watching you you know kind right, of thing where yeah. it's a little creepy but um it's it's still a great movie. Like, uh, you get to connect with, with toys, and toys have feelings. Like, it just look at the way it's integrated in uh, Kingdom Hearts. You know, so yeah, mm. I, I I love Toy Story. So it's in my top ten. So what do you have in the nine spot, Nelson? 
I had its equal, Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2, okay. That one apparently had a perfect score with the critics. Hmm. Yeah, it did. And, I mean, I thought the Toy Story 2 was better than, uh, well, obviously, than the first Toy Story since I had that one down at 13. Mm-hmm. That had a perfect uh, critic score, too, by the that way. That did have a perfect critic score. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. I just found it... Uh, well, for one thing, I recently just watched it, I don't know, about a month or so ago. Because um, I hadn't seen Toy Story 4 yet, and I was just waiting for it to become available on Disney+. And when it finally did, I just binged like all four of them. Oh, okay. And um, I forgot how funny Toy Story 2 was. Oh, yeah. Toy Story 2 was funny. I just could, I was laughing so hard when, you know, they were disguising themselves as uh, traffic cones <laughs> and trying to cross the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was, that, yeah, that there was a lot of, there was a lot more funny moments in this movie than the first one. And I just found more enjoyment out of it. Cool. And so also it, for me, it, I it was one of those movies where I wasn't expecting who the bad guy was. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, there's a twist there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So in my night and spot, I had Finding Nemo. Um, I liked the the fact that it's it's a story of fish, and you know, going on an adventure because fish don't usually, well, especially like clown little clownfish. They don't do things like go out of their home and and go all the way across the ocean to Australia just to, you know, find their kid. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, I like that they had the, um, you know, preserving the oceans, preserving our coral reefs. And I like that idea uh, because there's a lot of pollution and a lot of um, waste that's in the ocean right now. So. Yeah, that's what I liked about that. Um, all right, Rissa, what'd you put in number eight? At number eight, I put Toy Story 2. So okay. I, I do agree that Toy Story 2 is better than Toy Story. Um, most audiences don't agree with that. Uh, mm. But I agree with it because it happens to have the saddest song in Disney history. Oh, um, yeah, when, definitely. When She Loved Me. And that, that sequence with uh, Jesse, it's, it's just... It's so sad. It makes you sad about what you did with your toys, you know? Like, when you outgrew them and you left them, you know, or you donated them or whatever. It just makes you feel like, oh, I should be a hoarder, you know? I should, <laughs> I should keep, everything. keep them all. Hold on to everything. Just, just because they might have emotions. You never know. <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah. No, but um, Toy Story 2, yeah, it definitely, it's, it's, uh, a sequel that actually does better than the original, which is shocking um, because most Disney movies, when, when you get a sequel, yeah, it's bigger production, but um, the story is always lacking in something because it's like trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did it. It also has a perfect score. Uh, it has a lower audience score. I think people have the nostalgia factor uh, for Toy Story. That's why it's bumped up more. But yeah, Toy Story Two is great. I, I was uh, so affected by that um, that sequence. Every time I, I rewatch it, I just I fast forward it. Oh, you can't do it. 
yeah i can't i can't watch it it's just like it's too sad so if so. i were to to do a tutorial of that would you cry <laughs> probably a, it's a very sad it's a very sad song it's so sad <laughs> all right uh so nelson what'd you have in your eight spot Ooh, i'm gonna get some uh, looks here but i put up at Ooh. number eight Ooh. yep not, not in my top five okay well what put it at eight for you well, I was done with the movie after the first five minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we got the rest of the movie. That's so, why right, it's so right. far up on my, on my list. <laughs> well, it's just because, like, okay, I've, I've, like, the first five minutes, and now I'm like, I, I don't need to see anything else. You're but just now, emotionally drained. Yeah, it's just like, oh, my gosh, my heart right now. Just, I know, I felt the same way, too. <laughs> So yeah, for me, it it the kind of the opposite happened where you know because of the first five minutes, I was just like, okay, yeah, the rest of the movie doesn't need to happen. Okay, all right. It, it's just it set too much of a high bar. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the movie was pretty good too. Um, I actually need to rewatch it again, but um, yeah, that oh man, Carl's story ripped you up I mean, right? oh my yeah. gosh oh. like but is that so what sad. happens to like to all all crusty old men <laughs> no but like the the thing that you forget is that they had a whole life together they did it, it's beautiful like it yeah was. it yeah they you know he ended up alone and whatever but he forgot the fact that he had all of that time with her you know yeah they didn't get to go on their great adventure but you know, they life grew, was they grew life was old their adventure, together. Right? Yeah, like that, yeah, that's yeah. something that people take for granted. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, uh, for me, in my eighth spot, I had Toy Story three. Um, I thought that was that should have been the end to the whole you know the whole series because it ended on a really good note there. Um, but. I, I really liked I really liked the storytelling um, and you know you see that um, Andy had an attachment to his toys uh, and yet he was able to let go and, and move move on and give it to Bonnie and which is why Toy Story 4 ruined Bonnie totally <laughs> ruined Bonnie yeah <laughs> they made her so, an yeah, Emily yeah they turned How her into dare they? Emily but yeah, I had Toy Story 3 at 8. And Rissa, what'd you have at 7? At 7, I had Finding Nemo. Okay. Yeah, um, it's in my top 10, uh, but it's not top 5 for me. Um, I like the fact that they included, you know, conservationism within it through, you know, the story. And it wasn't like in your face. That's why it ranked higher than Wally for me. Um, okay. And there's a story of, you know, a father and a son and, you know, parents going to the ends of the earth basically for their kids. Um, but the the thing that I had trouble with Finding Nemo, why it's not like top five, is I, I kind of fi- found uh, Marlin too um, holier than thou. Um, mm. And it kind of like was grating to me at, to an, some extent. Um, he was too arrogant and he didn't accept help uh you know when it came to him um 
but I, I, I feel like maybe that's part of his, his character growth and that they purposely did that so that you would connect with his growth. Uh, but it felt too forced, so that's why it's seven. Oh, you felt like like nobody's really like that? <laughs> oh, no, there are people like that. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but but the, the, that that type of person's like, eh, I don't, I don't really want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to watch something like that. You know, like it, there wasn't enough uh, giving me that rooting for him outside of you know, I want him to find his son. Right. Okay. okay. I was more rooting for Dory. So. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, Nelson, what do you have in the seven spot? I put Inside Out. Oh, okay. All right. And what do you like about it to put it in the seventh spot? Well, it was, uh, I felt like it was a pretty interesting concept of mm. personifying our actual emotions in our mind. Mm-hmm. And we get to experience it or watching it, this movie, through um, a young girl. And we get to see what, you know, I guess Pixar has. Uh, <sighs> imagined how like what would be going on in a girl's mind i just thought that this movie was so inventive right right and it was like such a fresh idea I was like wow yeah that's actually a really good concept and it it, it showed like with the you know like sadness is my spirit animal yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta love uh, phyllis yeah and you know how joy that's you know that's just how she that's she, that's the emotion she is she's joy always so positive and happy and you know we got to also see fear disgust and anger but the only like a uh, thing that I would dock is that like we only get five emotions or six mm-hmm. isn't there way more <laughs> or wouldn't there be way more well it, it, as she's growing you see that. Um her memories and her keystone memories are combined like joy and sadness are combined disgust and fear are combined like um it's a comp- complexity the the older you get you have different emotions that meld to become a new kind of feeling yeah they like blend together so instead of being a single type of emotion it's a blended right yeah yeah but when we get to see in the minds of the parents we see the exact same characters right because they're like the parents base emotions the basis yeah yeah, the base emotion so for me it's just that we all i just found it the one critique that i could really mention is the the fact that we only have the five emotions but fair they'll they'll, they're they're a combo as we get older Mm-hmm. So for me, I, uh, in number for my seventh spot, I put Toy Story Two. Uh, I liked it better than Toy Story Three because of the the comedy aspect to it, and it. I also did like you know the whole story that you know maybe maybe there's a place that you that the toy can go where it will be admired forever. So like the museum that they were trying to send them to, right? That's um, you know, then then Woody would be faced with a choice: does he want to go to the museum, or does he want to stay with, you know, stay with Andy? And he's a loyal, he's a loyal toy, so stay <laughs> with Andy, right? Well, loyal <laughs> toy in the second movie. <laughs> the second movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So that you know, he made that decision. So that's what I liked about it. I also liked that it was funny where they threw in, you know, Zerg's the father and all that stuff. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> They made so many references <laughs> to that movie. 
Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Um, yeah. So that was that was what I had in seven. Uh, Rissa, what was six for you? Six, I have Toy Story 3. Um, okay. Oh, my gosh. So, that's also my number six. Yeah, so that, that's, <laughs> that's like uh, my top Toy Story movie um, just because of the fact that, you know, these are the characters I grew up with. And when it was released, I was actually in college already. I was a freshman mm-hmm. or sophomore or something something like that in college and uh it just like there were so many sequences in which i just connected with these characters i think i cried like three times watching this movie um but i cried the hardest when andy was saying goodbye to his toys and um i watched the movie three separate times and i cried each time and i feel Mm -hmm. like i still will cry (laughs) when i watched that sequence um with Andy and Bonnie playing with, with Woody and saying goodbye because it's, it's basically Andy saying goodbye to his childhood. And um, right. when I was, you know, in college, I, I was relating to that. You know, I was saying goodbye to my innocence, saying goodbye to, to my childhood and growing up. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, Nelson, why'd you put it there too? Uh, I, the second half of the movie says, Essential was just like constantly pulling at the heartstrings. And yeah, it's true. I mean, it it was such an emotional roller coaster, and I was just like, I was bawling when, essentially, uh, Andy was um, passing on the torch or passing on the box of toys, rather. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, I was going through the exact. I I could picture, you know, what I did because for me, I also. I actually went away, away. I went four hours away from home. So I literally had to leave pretty much everything behind. And, um, yeah, it was just something I could relate to. And, yeah, it was <laughs> it was so emotional, that part. But, oh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so for my number six, I put A Bug's Life over there. Um I just I just really like that story because um, it's like the the story of the underdog, um, but yet he w- Flick was the inventor and he was still able to they um, they, they had the the whole theme of the whole group of ants would come together as a colony and they can stand up to the the big baddie which would be the grasshoppers right because they outnumber them. And together, they can be the heroes all together, right? That's what I liked about the story. Um, mm. They rallied together to overcome. So that was that's why I had it at number six. All right, so now we're entering the top five. Top and five. Here we go. Top five. Rissa, what's number five for you? Monsters, Inc. Oh. That's a good one. Rissa, what the heck? I made my <laughs> list first. You, oh, you, you, oh, you both have it. Monster Sync there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's five? That's All five right. now that we have the same ranking. All right. So Monsters, Inc. Um, man, it's such a great movie. Um, the voice cast of John Goodman and Billy Crystal, uh, Disney legends in their own right. Um, it, it's just... It's a great buddy movie and also such a great um, movie to connect with. Like if if you are like mentoring a kid um, because uh, Sully and, and Boo's connection, it just 
it's the whole movie essentially like there's a lot of things revolving around it and you know how a child's laughter is more powerful than fear itself um but yeah boo makes the whole movie she's she's just a joy to watch and she barely says anything you know that is true all right so so nelson why do you have it number five why did you have that in number five yeah it's primarily because of uh sully and boo's connection i mean it's just so heartwarming to watch it i mean you see it um, especially with Sully, with his growth, where you know he's the unsure parent essentially at the start, like you know, uh, like every parent would be at the very start, um, just trying to do you know their best to take care of it, and then you know they make mistakes along the way, and um, like when he unintentionally you know scared her, but he was just you know he did something quick just to you know uh, in the situation just called for it. And, you know, he didn't mean to, you know, scare her, hurt her feelings type of deal. And, you know, he had to reconcile for it. And, yeah. And also when, like, you know, the the scene where he thought that he lost her to the trash compactor slash cube oh, right, making right. thing. He was just, like, so heartbroken. It's just like, oh. It, it was also, like, such a deep connection between those two. And, of course, the... the 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 comedy aspect came from Mike. He he was all comedy relief is what he was, and I mean it's definitely appreciated. But I, I definitely enjoyed watching Sully and Boo the most. Yeah, definitely. And the funny guy so, gets the girl. <laughs> it's true. He does have a girlfriend, so <laughs> he was losing her though. But uh, you know, the truth came out. Oh, and Maz. She's she's yes. great. Roz? Roz. Sorry. Yeah. Moz. That's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, my number five was, was Inside Out uh, because it was inventive and I like Bing Bong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Bing Bong was kind of annoying. Um, yeah. <laughs> seriously. I like the well, unicorn. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, it, you know, it's like uh, a, a representation of what's going on in your mind, right? Um, I liked, I like that they were able to show because, because you know, like the brain is just like a a brain, right? You, when you when you think about it, it's just mush. But then when you when you actually think about it, there's there's things going on like compartments and emotions and all that stuff that's that's going on. It's different than just just like the physical brain itself right so i like that they were able to characterize it in the movie so that's why i put it at five all right rissa what's your number four i put up at number four. Oh, see now there's one that we have in the same <laughs> finally so um yeah. so up is number four for me it's definitely in the top five uh my top three is really really hard to explain um but up at four is because of that first sequence um and just the story <laughs> uh like i was saying earlier like he took for granted his his life with ellie um that it was an adventure in itself and he finally realized that through his relationship with russell and that's another mentorship um kind of movie where um he's a reluctant parent so to speak i mean russell still has his parents but uh 
he takes up the mantle of being a mentor to him and they go through this journey together and um it, it's it's really great and the foil characters are are totally awesome with kevin and, and doug um so yeah i love i, I love up but it yeah that's, it that's, definitely is emotionally draining <laughs> that's also why i i really liked um that movie and i put it number four the first opening sequence was like really hard because it's like man what am i supposed to really watch the rest of this movie now after that five minutes of you know like i said i was done yeah (laughs) right you're like gutted yeah it's like you expect me to to come back from that (laughs) but you know eventually they they do build it and then you 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 do bounce back from it and you see that that um carl ends up happy at the end Mm -hmm. so that's that's what I liked about that movie. I put it at number four. Uh, Nelson, what'd you put at number four? For me, I put Finding Nemo at number four. Okay, and, uh, and what what got it into that spot? Well, I have um, more of a personal uh, connection to it because I went through something similar. I won't get into the details, but um, yeah, my uh, I did something I shouldn't have, <laughs> and you know had my dad uh involved so it was uh more of something i could relate to personally and uh, just seeing it on screen and also just the sheer fact of you know your dad or marlin would do everything and like anything and everything out of his comfort zone just to get his son back and all right right yeah that's a yeah. So it's that father son relationship thing, right? That right. Got and to, like uh, I said earlier, I felt like, or I feel, Finding Nemo is like the perfect Father's Day movie. Hmm. Yeah. It's a. It's a very. It's pretty good for for that. All right. And so for number three, what do you have oh, there? Risa? Top three now. Okay, so Here we go. Is, top three. This Bronze. is like pulling teeth. Um, like it was very <laughs> okay. very hard for me to separate my top three, um, because basically depending on my mood they'll interchange um so today (laughs) my number three was inside out Mm. okay Uh, um inside out cracked the top three uh because like you both were saying it's an inventive kind of story um but i'm kind of a really cerebral logical kind of person so being able to see um like what my mind possibly would would be going through and trying to picture different zones of the brain and you know I, I could really tell that they did their research and they talked to psychologists and and um it's really really intelligent storytelling um and it's a way that you can basically use this movie to teach kids about their emotions um because i remember like growing up and even sometimes now I think about like the little people in my brain, you know, controlling different levers and doing different things. Um, so it, it's a really smart way that you can teach kids, you know, about what they're feeling and show them, you know, point to a chart and be like, are you feeling anger right now? Are you feeling fear? Are you feeling disgust? You know, it's a way to educate your kids and also introduce fun and say it's okay to feel these feelings um because in this story riley is essentially going through depression so you're seeing different changes and different um hormonal changes uh as she's growing up uh losing you know her home 
So I, I thought it was just a brilliant movie. Okay. All right, Nelson, what'd you have at number three? Oh, man. Number three, I put Coco. All right. And uh, why'd and you have it at number three? Coco, I just feel like is probably the most authentic um, movie out of all of these from Pixar okay. because I felt like they definitely kind of like what Rissa was saying too um, but for this one they def- they did their cultural and ethnic uh, research right, for, for right. this movie um, I just thought it was like visually stunning especially in the spirit world oh yeah that was just gorgeous and the Alabrijes mm-hmm. I think with the the spirit guides oh yeah it's just i just felt like it was so on point and the the whole story of you know family it, it's uh you know something we all can really relate to being filipino we have a similar you know kind of closeness to our family that way too so yeah i just and you know when miguel finally comes back and you know plays the song on his guitar for Mama Coco. Oh my gosh. I cannot not cry. <laughs> it's <laughs> right, just right. not possible. It's just so touching. And I felt like that was one of the Pixar's best emotionally connecting scenes ever. Hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, yeah, cause this Coco was just, it's just too good. All right. So for me, in my third spot, I had Monsters, Inc., I, I like you guys. I really loved um, the connection between Sully and Boo, and you know, I like that they they were showing that um, there's there are other ways of of doing things other than what you have what you know about that's normal. Like they, at first they're they're doing screams, and then they figure out that laughter is a better, more powerful thing than than the screams. Um, so, you know, maybe there's alternatives to, to what we, we already know to work, you know? Um, so, and there, and then, you know, there was the whole relationship between Sully and Boo, um, and how close they got. So I really enjoyed that movie and I put it at number three. All right. So let's go to number two. Rissa, what do you have there? I put Coco at number two. Um, I had that also. (laughs) Yeah, so similar to what Nelson was saying, uh, you could tell that they really did the research. Um, But, I mean, like, the director is authentically Mexican as well, so he had that um, connection. And, um, like, it's it's just brilliant storytelling at at its core. Um, It goes through the backstory of, of their family and how they came to be. And it's just a brilliant uh, sequence. And there's music melded throughout. It's one of the Pixar movies that they really make music prominent. And um, it's such an important thing in in storytelling to have music. uh, But to have it up front like a typical Disney movie, it's it's different for Pixar. So I I really loved it. And um, that scene with Mama Coco will rip me up inside every single time. So yeah, Coco's number two. Could possibly be number one, depending on my mood. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, just like you guys, I or just like you, as I had Coco at number two. 
uh, I really love the storytelling. I love the fact that, like Nelson mentioned, it's about the family and the closeness of the family. That you know, in Miguel, he he didn't agree. You know, like he was always wondering why they didn't want him to do music, and then he figured it out when he went to the spirit realm. But in the end, you know, they brought music back into their family's lives. So, you know, they were able. It was you know pretty triumphant that they they're able to do that um and restore the name of of the grandfather so or the great grandfather so that was um yeah i i like that um and nelson what do you have in your number two spot there i put incredibles oh okay the original incredibles the, the first very one. first i think it came out in like 2004 2004, yes, 2004. yeah so this was during the height or like truly the start of when superhero movies were the thing. Mm. So like Spider-Man came out, X-Men, and um, you know all these other the the OG superhero movies, not like the true OG like Superman all the way back in the seventies or whatnot. But when they were truly getting popular in today's day and age, mm. um, Incredibles is essentially Disney slash Pixar's. Uh, incorporation or I don't want to say jumping on the bandwagon but uh, they made a superhero movie also (laughs) right right and I just felt like every part of it worked really well where you know it everyone has or not everyone um, it's hard to explain for me but it's just the how you know these there's the people with powers have this responsibility and particularly for mr incredible you know how he was such the the you know the big the the number one guy back in the day but then something happened where you know all these controversies started to pop up and you know superheroes just ended up starting to become shunned and so fast forward to like the current time where He's just missing the golden days, the golden age of superheroes. And he finds this excuse to try and go back to it when he's missing the fact of, you know, he has his family right now. That that should be his main priority. But he's living too much in the past that he misses it. And I mean, sure, I I can relate. Sure, the, the different parts of my past are like last year, even like. I missed last year in comparison to now. If uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could probably understand why, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, I just felt like it was a very good story. With um, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Like yeah, again, sorry. Definitely. I apologize. It's just hard for me to explain. Hard to put into words, right? Right. Right. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll go to your top spot then, Rita. Because I guess it's related to Nelson's second spot there. <laughs> yeah, so if you've been keeping track, uh, I have not mentioned The Incredibles uh, because that is my number one movie in my feeling right now. Um, because, similar to what Nelson said, it was at the height of the superhero um, boom. And, you know, I'm a super nerd. And this was Disney Pixar's response to that, you know, superhero. Um, But not only that, it does tell a great story about family and um, a superhero family, uh, so to speak. 
um, which seemed to be rare in their world. Uh, you didn't really see supers marrying other supers, um, which I felt like they could have explored a little bit more incredible in Incredibles 2 um, instead of going down the route that they did. But yeah, um, Incredibles, it's it's about living in the in the now as opposed to living in the past and it, it tells a great story and I didn't really find any fault in in the storytelling it, it's just such a great movie and um, they set it up really well for a sequel they just dropped the ball there so okay so Nelson what took your top spot <laughs> you guys will disagree heavily oh no but I totally understand why it's your top <laughs> <laughs> Well, I put Wally as my number one. Okay. What's uh what's your reasoning for having it at the top spot? For me Your profession. <laughs> well, that's definitely part of it, but for me, I just feel like Wally is me. Or I'm Wally. You're the robot? I, I just feel like I can relate to him in many, many different regards. Where, mm. you know, he's left behind in the world by on his own. I'm in here, San Luis Obispo, on my own. <laughs> I, you know, go to work every day, you know, doing the regular grind. What I do right now, <laughs> I'm actually getting sick of it. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, I mean, also just the sheer fact that he hoards all these cool findings of his, like I'm a nerd <laughs> and I have all, all these cool things that I find and have been keeping and I'm pretty much buried in like a tick down here with all my junk. So, <laughs> and, um, the first chance he finds, well, for him, the first chance he finds someone else to interact with other than the cockroach, like he's super intrigued and ends up, you know, falling in love. I just thought it was a, and you know, for me being who I was, um, I had a very hard time, um, with that. I, <laughs> I, I just was never the, like lucky in that regard. Mm. Um, I've never had, or been in a relationship and you know like especially when the movie came out it's just everything about it was i was just relating to it so much that i just felt like wow this is a movie about me <laughs> <laughs> and ah, um, so it's, it's yeah. like a, a re related to you right yeah so i understand where you guys were coming from where it was kind of more of the in your face psa towards the second half of the movie and i understand also, and of course, for me, since, you know, a big portion of it is in space, mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed the, the scene where with um, Wally and Eve out in space and Wally with his uh, fire extinguisher using it as a monopropellant. Um, it actually, that would work in real life, by the way. Yeah, it would. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely enjoyed that scene and it was beautiful seeing them, you know, interact in space and Yeah. I, that that definitely helped in my bias towards the movie but um yeah for me personally it's just because i could i feel like i just could relate to it and more than i wanted i would probably say 85 percent so 
nice yeah. it's it's i just find it close to me close to my heart all right so for me uh the movie that takes the top spot from pixar is toy story uh that's that's the original the very first movie that pixar and disney teamed up with to to make um the reason why i i put it there is because it was uh released in 95 and you know i i pretty much grew up with that with that um with that movie i think we all did but yeah we all did <laughs> i i remember getting a having a super nintendo and just like playing the video game for that the toy story video game mm. it was so fun um and then you know just like the cast themselves they really made the movie great um especially tim allen and and uh, tom hanks they had a good like buddy buddy relationship there so um you well, know they weren't really buddies at the first yeah, yeah at first at first but then you know they they warmed up to each other so i really liked that mo- that movie um and that that's why i took the, the number one it, it really launched it really launched pixar uh it, it was a a good start starting point for that uh having feature length films for them because i i know they were doing short animations um you know very short films before they had the whole Toy Story come out, full feature length film, um, but this really launched them as as a legitimate studio and to team up with Disney all the way until Disney bought them. So, um, yeah, I, I like that it was at the forefront of this of the new animation using three um, D and using computers to to animate and do th- do the three D modeling and rendering rather than by hand although you know that's something that's that's kind of missing now you know <laughs> the more that they do all the computer things you start missing the hand-drawn things right yeah definitely but yeah so yeah toy story that was my top the one all right, that so, started it all yeah we did it so we <laughs> we got Ooh, through it yay. we got through it. all right so, uh, anything you guys want to say to our listeners, Risa? Anything you want to tell them? Yeah, thanks for uh, hanging in there and listening to our Pixar rankings. Um, if yours are any different, uh, feel free to drop us a line and let us know. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed our episode, and please tune in next time. Nelson, you want to say anything to our listeners? Thanks, guys, for joining us this week. Man, I'm I'm actually sweating these right now because of how. How emotional I got <laughs> these last couple, the the top three really. Yeah. Oh man. They're interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> they're so good. It's so good. I'm just saying. Yeah. Pixar is they're they're masters when it comes to showing emotions on on screen. Not the best since you know as we could see with their the bottom of the barrel pixel Pixar movies at, at the bottom of our list, but you know. They definitely have their shining diamonds that, uh, you know, we all love. So thanks, guys, for joining us and hope you come back for next week's episode. Yeah, I also want to thank all the listeners for tuning in and hanging in there as we went through 22, all 22 of the uh, the movies that Pixar had released. And there is an upcoming release supposed to be for this year, Soul. So, so excited. You guys, you, I know, it's... um. It's a new con- another new concept uh, 
and they have the first African-American playing a lead in a Pixar movie. Um, so we got Jamie Foxx playing the lead there. Um, so you guys look out for that movie. And also on behalf of the other two, I'd like to say, keep your watches, sing to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Later. Disney.